Okay, hello. We're your emo homies back at you again. Hey guys, what's up? It's Emily. And I'm Amber. And we are coming at you with an awesome show today all about the metalcore scene. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm a bit unprepared today. Oh, that's okay. Metalcore... I don't know. It's always had a soft spot in my heart. I guess, like, of the two of us, I think I drag you to more metalcore shows than the other way around. Yeah. As of lately, yeah. When I was, like, a teenager, I went a lot more. I feel like I was a lot more into the metalcore scene. But then as I've gotten older, I shifted to pop punk more, which is fine. But I still love metalcore. I just... Don't listen to it as much as I used to. But I've been getting back into it. I've been listening to Metalcore Made For You by my Spotify playlist. Ooh. Yeah. So I I forgot how much I love it. Because honestly, in it, it had like sleeping, like the like old sleeping sirens. Like if you can't hang and pierce the veil, a flare for dramatics and all those. Nice. So I definitely have not listened to it as much in the recent years like I used to because like my college years, I was obsessed. But now that I've gotten back into it more between like going to shows and wanting to talk about it on the podcast more, it's really hit home for me that I'm very behind on the scene when I... I was really into metalcore. That was like 10 years ago. (laughs) Dude, I know. It's wild. I was like looking at memories. I was like, how, what? I just saw an album today and it was like, this was released. Oh, a Day to Remember album. Which one was it? And it was like, this was released 15 years ago today. And I'm like, that was released 15 years ago. Oh my gosh. I'm looking up. I should have wrote that down because I was like, this is literally what we're talking about today. Oh, that's okay. While you're looking it up, I know I sent it to you on Instagram, but my favorite album by the Amity Affliction is Let the Ocean Take Me. And they're doing a 10-year anniversary tour. And that just hit really hard because I'm like, that was not 10 years ago. But we definitely are going to have to take the track to Chicago for that one because Amity Affliction is amazing. Homesick. Homesick is the album. But I think that Facebook post lied to me because they had different album art for for those who have a heart. So I don't know. But either way, Homesick did come out in 2009, but I don't know if it came out today. So Wow. That's wild. And you know what else I was thinking about? I feel like so metalcore was way more prevalent in my in like 2016 era. And you know what else was way more prevalent that I feel like metalcore had a big influence on? Hmm. Punk goes pop. Because every single time punk goes pop comes up when I'm listening to like my Spotify, it's always a metalcore band. Yeah. And they had so many of those. Yeah. I loved Punk Goes Pop. I miss it. Bring it back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So in other news, it's been a couple weeks, but Bring Me the Horizon released a new song. I think it's called Kool-Aid. Yep. So 
in the metalcore world, they're still rocking it out because that song to me had a lot of like their old school influence. So it wasn't just like their new style, like with their song Strangers and like very poppy influence. It had more like sempaternal yes. inspo, I guess. Sempaternal came out so long ago, too. It makes me sad. I know, I know, but it's still relevant in my mind. Same. I remember once I bought the Sempaternal album. And then I would listen to it on my little portable CD player on the couch. <laughs> and Can You Feel My Heart? <laughs> it would just blast through the headphones. Bring Me the Horizon has had such an evolution over the years. They really have. Like, I was just, I just saw a TikTok um, at a concert. I think they were in London. So, like, over there. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, 15,000 people or something crazy and I just remember like seeing them in the pit at Warp Tour and I'm like that's so crazy like how much they've grown yeah I definitely feel like they do have a little bit of a rap as like selling out at this point but I don't know how accurate this is but I definitely remember like hearing years ago that Ollie Sykes like I don't know that he blew out his voice, but like the way he was screaming, he just after a while couldn't scream that way anymore. Mm. So like yeah. with that in mind, just the way they've grown and every like era of their style has been amazing in a different way in my eyes. So like I have a lot of respect for them. I know a lot of people don't because of like the whole appearing to sell out or whatever. But for me... I don't know. They're just great every time they drop music, but like great in a different way. Yeah. I don't think they've sold out. I feel like everyone says that when people start getting like more mainstream, I guess. Cause who did they? They didn't, they had like a collab with someone, but oh. it was like a mainstream collab, I thought. I think you're right, but I can't remember who. I'm looking it up. But, like, if you compare their first album that was insanely heavy to their current stuff, you wouldn't even think it's the same band. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're totally right. What am I thinking? Was it Post Malone? It was somebody. Are you kidding me? No. I swear to God. Am I hallucinating? Oh, I have no idea. I know Ollie Sykes used to feature on, like, other artists' music. I guess I must have been hallucinating, I swear. Or maybe Post Balone had Ollie Sykes. Ollie Sykes did a song with Youngblood. No, it wasn't Youngblood. It was someone, like, mainstream. And then I remember everyone on TikTok was like, you better not be like... What do, what were people people were saying like you used to bully me for listening to them and now that they're like collabing with this you better not bully me or something I don't know it was I'm not hallucinating because I made a whole Facebook post about it right now I'm seeing cheat codes has a song with Ali Sykes isn't cheat codes EDM I think so no it's literally oh it's a mashup no. 
I don't know. Hmm. Maybe I hallucinated all of that. Please confirm someone. But I swore it was like Post Malone or it might be this mashup. I just looked it up and there's a mashup of Post Malone and Bring Me the Horizon. So it might have just been the mashup that was like gaining traction on TikTok. So maybe it was never like anything actually. Okay. That well, might have been what it was. That's probably what happened because that's where I saw it. It was all on TikTok. Got it. Okay. We'll have to dive deeper into that on when we're not recording. Get back to you. But either way, you know who I was listening to the other day? Motionless and White. And I haven't gotten into them since like four albums ago. I didn't realize they've dropped like four albums since I last they were relevant in my world they're like a whole genre within the genre of like horror themed metalcore and i love it and i'm trying to think of like other artists that are like that in my brain definitely ice nine kills is one mm-hmm. yeah is new year's day does do they count i would count them in like that similar genre yeah but have you seen any of those bands? I feel like I've seen New Year's Day on a Warp Tour. I actually have never been to a Motionless and White concert. And I like tried to go multiple times because while I never like, I've listened to Motionless and White on occasion, but I was obsessed with Chris Motionless's eyebrows for the longest time. (laughs) And I was like, I need to see them in real life. But I never made it to a concert. Plus, I also just always heard how great the shows were, but never made it out yet. So maybe one day. I can confirm they are great shows, but it's been a while for me. Very theatrical, very much... Like, more than just a concert, it's a whole production and show on the stage along with the music. Definitely would recommend seeing them. Also, definitely, definitely recommend Ice Nine Kills for anybody out there that likes metalcore. My first memory of them was at Warp Tour. You ever think about, like, the kind of crowd in a metalcore show, how it's different than the crowds at other shows? Yeah. So, like, I specifically have this memory of everybody opened a pit at an Ice Nine Kills show, and then a ton of people sat on the ground all facing the same direction and started rowing like they were in a boat. (laughs) (laughs) It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) I love that. But, yeah, I was like, this is a special band. I need to keep them, like, close and listen to them more. In my metalcore for a youth playlist. Oh, okay. So and so my like my metalcore for you playlist is made for me from Spotify. And one of the bands on it that I've have been listening to a lot this week to get ready for this episode. Bless the Fall. I love Bless the Fall and I'm so happy they're back. Okay. Back from where? They were on hiatus for like four years. Oh my gosh. I am so far behind in the news here. (laughs) They went on hiatus in like 2018, 2019, 
And then I think they tweeted, they t- they did like a really vague tweet. And then, and everyone was like, dang, they're done. But then I think, and well, not this year, not 2024, but in 2023, pretty sure, they released Wake the Dead, which I thought was pretty catchy because like, it's kind of like they came back from the dead. Is so. that a song or album? It's just a song. Okay. I think. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, it's just a song. But yeah, Bless the Fall. So excited they're back. And then my other, like, really big band. I mean, I was into, like, Sleeping with Sirens, Pierce the Veil, all of that. But, like, my other, like, really metalcore band for all those sleeping, I loved them. I think I saw them but didn't, like, realize who it was when I was at Warped once. But I never really got into them. They're not a band anymore, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, you sound so sad saying uh, that. I was, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure I cried when they like broke up because I think, I think I saw them at Warped, but I always wanted to see them like at their at their own show because hmm. I just loved them so much. Oh. I have two of their rubber bracelets. That says a lot. I think of bands that like means a ton to me in this scene would be Beartooth. And I know we've both seen them. I don't know if we've seen them together. Yes, we did. When? We saw them at when they headlined. Oh my gosh, I'm having such a brain <laughs> fart right now. We totally did. Yeah. Yeah. We saw them. Can't remember who was with them, but <laughs> yeah. That was a weird show because if anybody realizes or like knows how the ballroom at the rave is set up, it's like this huge room, but like they split it in half that time. And like the stage was perpendicular to the actual stage to like kind of crunch everybody into one side so it would feel more full. Do you remember this? Yeah. Brief. Briefly, I do. I do. I remember talk. For some reason, my brain is not computing. I'm remembering seeing Beartooth, but I'm remembering. I know we saw them that time, but I can't. I can't picture the stage like half. I'm picturing a different time I saw them, and I'm like, that's not the time. But no, I remember talking about it after because the only time before I seen the rave like that was when I saw Black Veil Brides and Asking Alexandria and they did it like that. And then I remember talking about it. But yeah. They did it like that for that show too. Yeah. It's, wow. That's weird. But there's also like, for that show, for the Black Veil Brides and Asking Alexandria show, that was like years ago now because I was in college. But it wasn't like that many people. Like if it would have been like in the ballroom, like how it usually is, it wouldn't have been like that full. So um, I don't know if it's like they do that if it's not like that full or like what? I would think they probably do just so that way everyone is like closer together and it's like keeps the energy up for the band and the people seeing the show. I remembered that show specifically specifically because Beartooth has also kind of had a musical like evolution and we were like really into their old music at the time which was more like metal core true to its roots like a lot of screaming and like breakdowns and just really melodic parts and then they were also kind of coming up with their like 
more recent music that's a little bit more like rock influenced, I would say. So there were like a lot of like, I want to say like dad rock lover looking people at the show and they were all like super into their new music and then you and I were like the only people that are like play your old stuff yeah (laughs) it it was like that yeah Beartooth is like one of my favorite bands they just I don't know they hit different for me it's hard to explain I guess kind of like Black Veil Brides was for you is how Beartooth is for me in the scene. But you still, okay. I was going to talk about Black Rail Brides a little bit because I looked them up and according to Google, it lists a bunch of like influences and Metalcore is one of their influences. Because I know I asked you when we were first thinking about this episode and I'm like, do Black Rail Brides count? But you never listened to them. So you were like, I don't know. <laughs> so I Googled it because... I don't know. Because Google and, knows everything. Yeah. And then in it it was like rock, metalcore, etc. You know? So I was like, okay. And plus, like, yeah, I think they count. I was so obsessed with them. But I think, I don't know. I just like grew up. I don't know if I just was so obsessed with them that I like wore myself out. Cause like now, like sometimes if I listen to their slow song still, like the mortician's daughter and uh, like Carolyn and stuff. I don't know. I haven't listened to them. Like when it comes on Spotify, I skip it a lot. And I don't know why I think wore myself out from them, I guess. I was just too obsessed. It's like when I was a kid and all I ever wanted for soda was orange soda. And now I hate orange soda because I drank it so much when I was a kid. Yeah, that's that's how I put it. <laughs> Not that. Like, I still listen, but. You have to be in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so maybe Beartooth isn't my Black Veil Brides no. to you. No, your Beartooth, Beartooth to you is more like my Never Shout Never. Oh, yes. That's a good way to put it. But also, okay, so. For anybody out there that, like, goes through a tough time with, like, anxiety, I, like, learned this skill called grounding skill where you just, like, put your music super loud and close your eyes and turn out, tune out everything and just try to follow, like, one instrument through the whole song and let everything, like, blend out except that one instrument. And I always did that with bare two songs because they were, like, complex enough and it would, like, literally make me think thinks and focus so hard that like my anxiety would just melt away so i was like Beartooth is like my peaceful bands and it like brings me peace which if anybody like listens to them it's not calm music at all <laughs> but like i don't know after listening to like the first episode of lead singer syndrome and just knowing what what caleb shomo like writes writes about it makes sense to me how that would be a peaceful band. Yeah. And as a quick side note, I got to meet Caleb, the singer, when I was at Warp Tour one year. And I literally had the opportunity to tell him that like his music specifically helped me through like my hard mental health issues. And he literally like was like, 
hold the presses, stop the line. Let's have a conversation. I want to like shake your hand and tell you how proud I am. And I like started crying because I'm like, we're literally having a moment right now together. And like, that's literally what the music scene should do for you. It should like bring you closer together and like help people with tough times get through it together. And so like, oh my God, I'm going to like cry right now. But like, it was just so beautiful. And Beartooth is just like, 10 out of 10 would recommend to anybody. Was that the year? Did you meet him when he was with Ash and Andy? Yes. That was the year I met Andy Beersack. And like the same thing happened to me with Andy. Oh, So shout out to Warp Tour <laughs> for bringing us those opportunities. Yeah, like helping us meet our heroes, basically. Yeah, I remember. I was in line and my cousin had to give me a paper bag because I was hyperventilating. Aww. And she was like, Amber, if you pass out, you can't meet Andy Beersack. And then I like started to calm down. But it was so crazy. And then, yeah, Caleb was so nice. Yeah, they both were. They really were just like good energy coming from them. I'm going to be honest, after I met Caleb and then I met Andy right after, I was like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. times. Those were the days. Yeah. Since we're talking about Warp Tour so much right now, this not a phase tour or what is it called? Not a phase fest. Not a. Not a phase fest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So anybody in the Milwaukee or like Midwest area, I guess, um, they just announced they're doing not a phase fest this summer. And I know the used is headlining it. Who else is going to be there? Red jumpsuit. 303? Yep. 303. Red jumpsuit apparatus and story of the year. Yes story of the year and more to come yes so like we're really hoping it's gonna be like reminiscent of warp tour but either way it's gonna be a great show and we are gonna be there for sure for sure it's june something june 23rd june 23rd yep so mark your calendars everybody it's gonna be great okay tangent over (laughs) that's okay we'll keep on that tangent just This is going to be, they're going to start announcing shows now, like any day, and I can't wait. (laughs) Me too. I'm so excited. Also, for our emo homies that listen, hint, hint, good things are coming, but that'll be to be announced. Yes, but we do have exciting things on the horizon for sure. Oh, I feel like I should tell the story. I forgot. when. So back to Warp Tour and Bless the Fall. So I got to meet Bless the Fall, I think, the last time they were on Warp Tour. So nice. But context, the last time I ever went crowd surfing was to Bless the Fall set at Warp Tour. And thank God they were on the grass because Bob Oaken was like, Everyone, come give me a high five. So that's like, AKA, there's about to be a ton of crowd surfers. So I don't know. I probably find like some tall dudes to throw me. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I remember I went up, I started going, and then I got dropped. And, then, oh. <laughs> and I was like, 
that really hurt. And I had never gotten dropped before. And that was the last time I went crowd surfing because I got dropped and then I got scared. <laughs> but then um, I met Bless the Fall and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, aw, they're so nice. Aww. Yeah, we've had our fair amount of casualties from crowd surfers in general, too. Yep. I specifically remember somebody landing on my head and like my head smacking the barricade. And then afterwards, I met Crown the Empire after their set, and I had a big red mark across my forehead in the picture. But it was worth it. Yes, it's always worth it. I'll go crowd surfing again one day. When? I don't know. But one day. Also, I feel like Crown the Empire was also like top tier metalcore back in like the 20 teens. Yes, they were good. I, I thought they were going to be huge the way we were coming up. Yeah. And then they, I guess they kind of fizzled out a little. Yeah. Mm. I haven't. Yeah. When was the last time they went on tour? They changed their lineup a lot. I know. Oh. I, they lost their screamer. I do sure. remember this. This was a while ago. This was a few years ago. But yeah, they lost their screamer and they lost some their guitarist or something. But I kind of stopped following them, to be honest with you. I have I don't know anything since the fallout, and that was how long ago. <laughs> That's okay though. I remember. Every year, though, at Warp Tour, their meet and greet line was insane. Really? Yeah, because I remember I met them at back to back. Well, so one Warp Tour, I waited with my friend for her to meet them. And then the next Warp Tour, I was a good friend and I waited in there a long line to get my friend an autograph poster. But so the first year when I waited with my friend, it was insane. But the second year, it was insane. It was so long. Wow. Because I think it was free. And it wasn't, I don't think it was like super regulated. Okay. I think it was just like you could get in line and meet them. Because you know, some of them you would you could just get in line and meet them, but then some of them you had to get like a poster or mm -hmm. something. You had to like Buy make sure that you got the meet and greet. Yeah. And I don't think the second year that they did that. Do you know who we haven't talked about yet? Who? Our best friend band. Oh my god, how have we not? Yes, we came as Romans hugely influential <laughs> in this music industry oh my gosh to plant a seed i think is like 10 years old i just saw i saw a bunch of posts today i should have saved because it was really relevant didn't you tell me they were coming up with new music or something soon yeah i'm pretty sure i saw them tweet to plant a seed came out 15 years ago. Good grief. Oh my God. That's wild. That is. That is. I feel like We Came as Romans is one of those bands that like little me. So I got into them because I, I met them at Warp Tour and then afterwards and then I bought their CD to like meet them but i had no idea who they were my friend was just like 
you should meet this band with me. And it was free. And so I bought the CD and then I went home and I was like, this is really good. And then I love them. Like I have a picture. Well, I used to have a picture. Like, do you remember when they had the the other drummer, the Asian guy? I forgot yes. his name. Yes. I have a picture with him. Aww. It's wild. For some reason, the name Eric Choi is sticking that's out That's what I thought it was. <laughs> okay, so that's probably right. But like, don't quote us. But yeah, so for people who like have are just tuning in and haven't listened to our earlier episodes, the reason We Came As Romans is our best friend band is because we literally became best friends over them. We really didn't have anyone else in each other's lives to go to shows with. And one day I was impulsively like, hey, will you go see We Came As Romans with me? And Amber said yes, and the rest is history. Yes. And then we met Kyle and Andy. Rest in peace, Kyle. Yeah, that was a dark day Um, when Kyle passed. I know it's kind of like weird to think think like you mourn the death of someone you met briefly once or maybe have never met at all but like the day he passed it like hurt my heart and I didn't even know him and it's just like that's how much of an influence he had I cried a lot <laughs> I was so like so upset so upset he, he was just like such a bright light in not only the music industry, but just like who he was as a person, just from meeting him once or twice and like just from his stage presence and like mm -hmm. how he would act, you you just knew he was a good person and a light mm -hmm. and so much talent. So it was really a dark, dark day when he passed. And I just think, and I, really give We Came As Romans, like the rest of the band, so much credit. Because I, if it was me, I don't know if I'd be able to like keep touring and keep writing music after one of my best friends died and I like did this whole journey with them. Yeah. And the fact, and I think they went on tour like pretty soon after. I'm just blown away at how much... Uh Dave the Screamer picked up by all of a sudden now he's the singer too. Yeah. And he really stepped it up and was able to just I don't know, keep the band running that way. It was awesome on his end. Yeah, they're just an amazing band and I can't wait to see them again. Yeah. Hopefully they'll start touring around the area again soon. Yeah. So sad we didn't get to see them the last time they were here. I don't remember why, though. We probably had something going on. You had to work. I almost went because I got free tickets, but then something happened and I couldn't go either. I should have called in. <laughs> yeah, I think you got free tickets, too. I think we both I got think free we did. tickets. Yeah. Uh, what was the first metalcore show you went to? Ever. Ever? Oh, Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens World Tour. My first concert ever. Pierce the Veil was my first metalcore show ever, too. And my first show ever. But they were with All Time Low when I saw them. 
But my fun fact is that I hated them when I saw them. Because <laughs> I did not like metalcore at the time, but now here we are. And I love them. Go pierce the veil. Even though you drove up blink tickets so much. Yeah. It's okay. We still love you. It's TikTok's fault. Darn TikTok. <laughs> what was was Amity the last metalcore we went to? I'm trying to think. I do believe the only metalcore shows we went to last year were Silverstein and Amity Affliction. Which, shout out to Silverstein. Also awesome. Very great to see live. And their crowd is wild but chill, if that makes sense. Like, just very respectable crowds. But I think those were the only shows we saw last year from that style of music. Makes sense. Makes sense. I think so. That's something we need to, like, put on our agenda to go to more medical shows. I would like to find some, like, metalcore local bands. That's what I was just thinking. Is that one band, metalcore? That one band. We gotta be more specific. (laughs) (laughs) Apex Aura? Or are they heavier? I don't know for sure. They might be metalcore. I'll have to look into that. They're I just saw them post because I followed them because we were going to go to the one show they did, I thought. but At then, X-Ray? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't. Why? I don't remember. But I didn't, I followed them from then and they said that they're playing on February 10th, so we can't go. But um, what's on the 10th? My party. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um. We can't go on the 10th, but they said that they're not playing in Milwaukee till the summer. And I'm like, that's wild. That is wild. So I feel like they must be like picking up traction, though. Interesting. But yeah, I do also want to find some local medical metal core bands. So if anybody is in a metal core band from Milwaukee or the Midwest, or if you know of any cool metalcore bands, shoot us a DM. Please and thanks. Yeah, please. That would be super awesome. We did see, is it Lilac and Lotus? Oh, yeah. Yes, we did. They're from Madison, I believe. Um, We saw them last weekend, and they were pretty good. We only saw like two or three songs by them because they were having tech issues but they have a female front woman and that's super cool to see because there aren't very many of those in metalcore honestly i can only think of like a couple new year's day is one hail hailstorm yep there's another one i remember this one i i don't remember what the band was i remember reading about them in alternative press and I think it was like about eating a bear or something. And it was a girl. Oh, I have no. The Pretty Reckless is that? No, that's more no. like rock. Right? Yeah, more rock. I think so. Hmm. I'm going to look up Eating a Bear Metalcore Band. Let's see if anything comes up. 
Flyleaf? Would they count? I don't I think so. I'm going to be honest. I know two songs by them. Maybe three. No, not the bunny, the bear. I don't remember. If anyone knows what band I'm talking about, you should let me know because I might be. It's, I can't be you hallucinating. I don't know. Maybe I'll go look through alternative press or something. Did you know Christopher Drew from Never Shout Never had like a screamo metalcore band? What? <laughs> you didn't know that? No. It was called. Uh, what was it called? It wasn't really metalcore. I guess it was more screamo. But. Christopher Drew Screamo Band. Wait a second. We need to have this conversation. What is the difference between Screamo and Metalcore? Because I always looked at Screamo as more like slang. It. I guess. I don't know. I- I'm just like playing devil's advocate here. For me, Screamo, I guess it is slang. I guess. But for me, Screamo, I guess, is like way less singing like no clean vocals so like heavier yeah okay okay but i don't know i guess it could be like everyone calls if there's even a little bit of screaming it was screamo so i don't know i guess it depends interesting dude this is really bothering me Okay, Wikipedia says it was called Eat Me Raw, but I swear it was like I Killed a Squirrel or something. That makes me think of I Killed the Prom Queen, but I don't think that was a woman singing. No, it was called Eat Me While I'm Hot. That was it. I've never heard of that before. It was Christopher Drew's Screamo Band. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what the bear one was with the girl. Got it. Got it. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Yep. Eat me while I'm hot. Used to bang those. That's interesting to me. (laughs) I do not see him as anything more than like bubbly, like, I don't know, almost folk version of emo music. Yeah. Yeah. But interesting. I learned something new today. I dug that up from the trenches of my memories. Okay, one more thought that went to my head before I'm ready to wrap it up is do you ever think about like the different kinds of screaming? There are there's like the low growly screams and then there's more of like the high pitched like fry screaming. Mm-hmm. What's your preference on that? Or do you have one? I like the high. Really? I think so. Yeah. I think I'm the opposite. I think I like more like the gravelly, low, like growly scream. Also, okay, before we wrap it up, I feel like we should mention, I don't know if you listen to Ask Alexandria, but I used to. A little bit. Ben Bruce is leaving. I saw that, but I didn't read why or anything. Just to focus on his family. That's sweet. It is sweet. That's really good for him. But I'm like, wow. 
That's crazy. We're growing up. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of drama years ago around that band. Like, oh, yeah, because Danny left. But then he came back. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think I saw them at, in concert once, like, after he came back. But I only knew, like, a handful of songs because I never got really into them. It was more of, like, an I need something to do on a Saturday night. And they're there, so let's see them. Oh, I, I remember this. Yeah, it was a long time ago, though. But good for him, trying to take care of his family. I love that. But, okay, I think that's a good spot. Yeah, I think so. Well, we can always do Metalcore Part 2. Yeah, there's just this, like so much that was popping into my head when we started talking about this being our next topic because, like... It was something I've been meaning to get back into anyway, and this just really gave me the push. So that was cool. Well, we really need to start plugging our social media. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram to keep updated. We post our weekly recommendations and when we post podcast episodes. And like I said earlier, we have some big news coming. So keep up with us. But I'm Amber. I'm Emily, and we're We're your emo emo homies. homies.